World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, it's this podcast, the creepy one. You've heard about it from other episodes and the intro. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm the host of it. Uh, I'm not going to say the name. You heard the name already. I think it's funny if I don't say it live. Uh, so on this show, we talk about creepy stories from the internet. See, you already know that from the intro also. <laughs> I really have to get used to this new intro. Uh <sighs> So, here's the deal with this show. I have two guests on. We talk about creepy stories. Uh, now, for a while, I was like, hey, guests, what creepy pastas do you want to talk about? And they would be like, here, I have this one. It's called Candle Cove, or it's called SCP-whatever-number they like best. But we've been going for 50-some-odd episodes now, so we're starting to run low on people's favorite creepypastas. So I figure since I am the world's foremost expert on creepypasta now, thanks to this podcast, uh, uh, I will uh, give out most of them, or like I get suggestions from fans. Um, and now this week, though, we've broken the streak of me having to hand out the stories because we are going to discuss Polybius, uh, which is a an urban legend sort of uh, I'm not sure if it predates creepypastas or when it first started popping up, but it's a, it's a fun one. And with me to discuss it, I have Derek Sotak. Hello. And returning to the show, Katie Versaggi. Hi. I well, guess I'm Derek's, returning to the show as yeah, well. Yeah. Derek's also returning to the show. That seemed weird to put it in that order. They're both they're both returning guests. Uh, returning to the show, both of them, but I'll only say one of them's returning. Anyway, uh, before we get to the story, here is an advertisement. So, when did you turn 15? October 5th, 1998. On February 14th, 1994. October 29th, 2002. November 17th, 1983. May 21st, 1998. It's the songs that saved your life. An interview show that explores who we were at age 15 through the music that got us through our awkward years. Each week, my guest will present and discuss three songs that they most identified with at that age and the stories behind them. It's kind of like if your sophomore year had a soundtrack. Subscribe at eartrumpetaudio.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Welcome back from the advertisement. I hope you go and listen to that other podcast. If you don't, that's fine. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear that the ads are bad. I listen to a bunch of other podcasts, and not all of them have fantastic ad breaks. And I see people complaining on social media, like, oh, I can't believe that the ads for these other podcasts are so terrible. And I'm like, hmm, that seems rude. Don't do that. Uh, 
So uh, it's fine. Like you can uh, you can tolerate dealing with listening to thirty seconds of someone else's podcast in the middle of this one. I don't know why I've suddenly turned so aggressive. Nobody's ever done this to me. <laughs> oh boy! Let's get to the creepy podsta, uh, Derek. Why don't you tell us about Polybius? So Polybius, as the story goes, was a not a haunted arcade machine, but a arcade machine with some sort of secret science stuff going behind behind it, possibly the Men in Black or the CIA or something along those lines. But it showed up, or it was rumored to start showing up the cabinets in arcades in Portland in the 80s or the late 70s. No one's entirely sure. And when you played it, it was crazy and trippy and weird looking. And then you would forget that you had played it and you would lose time or lose parts of your memory after playing it or wake up in fugue states or all kinds of crazy things. I guess it's kind of like the, the Pokemon that's giving you seizures, that kind of thing as rumored to be uh the gameplay seemed to be some kind of almost asteroid-esque thing with flashy lights and stuff moving around very trippy and weird and that has has gone down and i I don't know is this like the ur myth of video game creepypastas yeah it sort of seems to be i remember hearing about it for a while i know uh it goes back at least far enough that there was a polybius cabinet in the background of like a simpsons episode Mm. Uh, let me see. Was that a 2006 Simpsons episode? That's yeah, newer, so must have been newer than I wanted. In theory, no one other than the Z guys to guess. Yeah, it's at, least, it's at least 10 years old. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, Katie, had you heard of Polybius before right now? <laughs> Uh, nope. Hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, um, this one's less of a story and more like a, uh, just a plain old urban legend, but because it's about technology and shares so much DNA, uh, I figured it would be good to cover on the show. Uh, interesting thing about the name is, uh, it's taken from a Greek historian who, according to Wikipedia, is known for his assertion that historians should never report what they cannot verify through interviews with witnesses. Uh, so that's fun. That's sort of like, uh, whoever started spreading the rumor not only picked something that definitely sounds like an 80s video game, but they gave it sort of a cheeky name of like, mm, oh, this definitely isn't real. <laughs> Um, so, I'm interested overall in this idea of lost video games, um, because I know, like, sort of where this rumor comes from, I guess, is, uh, Snopes seems to think it has something to do with the, uh, rumors that government agents were taking down arcade uh, high score numbers, uh, or like, uh, what was the, the movie War Games? Is that the one where you win the arcade game and get to become a, a government agent? Uh, that's no, that's the one where Matthew Broderick calls up the Pentagon on the phone and talks to a machine that starts off global thermonuclear war. <laughs> oh, whoops, he shouldn't have that. <laughs> the last Starfighter, I think, is where the kid oh, beats yeah. the arcade game and it turns out that he becomes a hero. Yeah, that might game. be the one. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of, where it's like uh, a video game is sort of a test uh rather yeah. than a regular thing and i think that's sort of what uh the idea behind polybius is right mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, it's it's interesting because it's like, uh, hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard to pin down. Derek, do you have any any thoughts on on sort of what's going on with this? Well, I guess it becomes uh, truer, I suppose, in the further on in the future we get of video game technology, where like you have the the Pokemon show, but the flashing lights did cause you seizures in children, and now they have to give you like a, I know when I turn on my PS4, there's a nice little seizure warning as it fires mm-hmm. up about playing games. So it seems like yeah. almost it has become relative more relative now than it has been in the past. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's definitely got that going for it. Uh sort of that that bit of verisimilitude that we definitely do. But I wonder uh if there was any photosensitivity issue with those games like uh Tempest or Asteroids that were like vector graphics sort of very very bright. Mm-hmm. Uh but I don't know. Uh it would be interesting I'm also interested in how old this rumor is. Yeah, like I could not find an origin date of it anywhere. Other than like, okay, so at least 2006, The Simpsons mentioned it. So probably, you know, five years before that, it was in, you know, been heard around at that point. Wow. Let's see when the Wikipedia page was created. We can see that, right? View history. Nope, this is the Wikipedia page for the other Polybius, the guy. <laughs> That Wikipedia page was definitely created in, like, <laughs> 2000 BC or whenever. Yep. Uh, I don't know, history times. <laughs> Let's see, view history. Do, 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 I was do. upset how long I actually read the Polybius the Guy Wikipedia page before. I was like, when are they going to mention the video game? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you know about him now. <laughs> uh, it's just a fighting I, game starring the uh, <laughs> historian. <laughs> Uh, so it looks like we're going back pretty far, uh, 2005, creation of page, February 25th, 2005. Let me see that version. Uh, Polybius received some mass marketing attention in September 2003 issue of GamePro magazine. Mm, <laughs> Talking about that the makes sense. behind it. Uh, oh, this uh, gives a supposed creator, a guy named Ed Rotberg, who does not have a Wikipedia page. Uh, the source of the legend is currently unknown, but is thought to be the Usenet invention of a curious character named Cyber Yogi. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> this is interesting. I didn't think that there was going to be this much to it, but apparently there is. Uh, I'm going to search Cyber Yogi. <laughs> uh so um do either of you have any sort of experience with video games that you played in your youth that no one else seems to have heard of or any sort of photosensitivity issues with old video games um i never had any like photosensitivity issues with games but i've definitely played games that were like like old old shovelware for like the Game Boy or whatever that nobody had ever heard of, um, but mm-hmm. but there wasn't anything really weird about them. Was the thing like like they they weren't noteworthy, sadly. Yeah, 
that's the, the thing. A lot of forgotten games aren't necessarily noteworthy. They're just not good. Yeah. <laughs> I played a game in my youth called, I want to say, Baseball Batman Samurai or Baseball Batman Ninja, which was about, it's a Japanese game, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of robot baseball players who have to travel around the world collecting parts of a, like a baseball, a Japanese baseball hall of fame. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's, it's literally insane. And I did not think that... I played it in my youth at some point, and then it just kind of disappeared. And then uh, a couple months ago, I went to the Galloping Ghost Arcade in outside of Chicago, and they had a machine there, and I played it for like two hours straight, and it was so nostalgic. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Ninja Baseball Batman. Yep, I believe there's the a Wikipedia page for it. <laughs> Got some brightly colored uh, baseball robots. Huh. Yep, you travel around America, and it's like, okay, uh, I'm Japanese, I don't know much about America, let's, if they went to Florida, what'd they find? Well, gators, of course, so, uh, everyone's <laughs> fighting gators there, and living baseballs, and baseball bats. <laughs> oh, man, this is crazy. Uh, this, uh, apparently was, uh, the concept, uh, he read the top-grossing films in USA Today, and one of them was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and another was Batman Returns. <laughs> and so he was like, well, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm just gonna combine both of those. <laughs> makes perfectly logical sense to me, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything this specific, but I know I played a ton of uh like katie said shovelware games uh mine were pc shareware titles like the saturn galaxy of games uh which who boy <laughs> uh okay i think i found the oldest mention of polybius on the internet it's from uh click2.com's coin op feature in the year 2000 uh it says about the game This game had a very limited release, one or two backwater cabinets in a suburb of Portland. That's something that stays consistent throughout, is it's always in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, The history of this game is cloudy. There were all kinds of strange stories about kids who played it, got amnesia afterwards, couldn't remember their name or where they lived, etc. The bizarre rumors about this game are that it was supposedly developed by some kind of weird military tech offshoot group using some kind of proprietary behavior modification algorithms developed for the CIA or something. Kids who played it woke up at night screaming, having horrible nightmares. Uh, see, that is, that seems like a new aspect. I didn't think about the MK, the, like MK Ultra implications mm-hmm. of Polybius. <laughs> According to an operator who ran an arcade with one of these games, guys in black coats would come to collect records from the machines. They're not interested in quarters or anything. They just collected information about the game, about how the game was played. The game was weird looking, kind of abstract, fast action with some puzzle elements. The kids who played it stopped playing games entirely. One of them became a big anti-video game crusader or something. We've contacted one person who met him. And he claims the machines disappeared after a month or so, and no one ever heard about them again until the ROM showed up. Here's what we found so far. English strings insert coin and press player one start and only looks like a player one or two game, one or two player game. Text in the game says C1981 Sinisloschen, uh, which that is also on the Wikipedia, which is a German word that means, uh, well, is clearly made up by someone who doesn't speak German, uh, is meant to mean sensory deprivation. 
if anyone has any additional information about that game, about this game, we'd appreciate hearing it. Now, this is fascinating that this goes back 16 years and is reported pretty straightforwardly as like this game definitely exists we don't know much about it but it's totally real (laughs) some weird east german video game company i don't know if it's just how much of that is like leftover cold war fears too like oh yeah german and scary yeah there's definitely a bit of that to it that it's like oh we maybe uh maybe nazi scientists made this video game at Mm -hmm. the behest of the cia (laughs) Which are, like, the two scariest possible things for the 80s. Yep. Yeah. That's what <laughs> uh, I like about it, is that, like, because it's old and it goes back to when video games were pretty new and, like, still, like, experimental, the idea that the government would use video games to, like, experiment on the people, like, is... That's super creepy to me. Yeah, it's, uh, it definitely... There's a sort of... It's... it's takes place, like, having it just be a few months in what was then the relatively unpopulated Pacific Northwest, uh, and in 1981 makes it, like, okay, I could see something happening and disappearing in that time and never turning up again. Yeah, yeah like, Portland's a funky enough town that <laughs> that could be the case. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's just another th- way that we're keeping Portland weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the uh, biggest uh, Portlandia episode? That's what I want to (laughs) know. Oh, man, that would be great if they just did a one-off, like, Halloween special horror episode where they find Polybius and go insane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So it looks like that... Uh, we're seeing Cyber Yogi maybe did this as an elaborate April Fool's prank. Um... Uh, but no, because the Polybius page, uh, predates April Fool's 2000. It was in March and February, the page I just read from. Hmm. Wouldn't that be the so, best April Fool's trick, though? Yeah, to put it up early, yep. and then... <laughs> uh, so it's interesting. I don't think the first... Okay. Uh, the first mention on... The Mame World forums. Did you guys ever use Mame when you were young? It was a. It stands for Multiple Arcade Machine Emulator. Uh, yeah, most of them didn't work. Like I tried to play the Alien vs Predator arcade cabinet, which is possibly my favorite arcade game. Yeah. but they're just so hard to come by, and I could never find a working one of on Mame. <laughs> Katie, how about you? I don't think I have. Mm. Uh, I was big into Mame, uh, and yeah, like Derek said, it a lot of it just didn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you could not emulate uh, Marvel vs Capcom two. Uh, but I recently checked, and pretty much every arcade game from like the 90s and early 2000s is emulatable now um but this is interesting because i was probably big into trying to emulate old games around when this rumor popped up on the mame forums in february of 2000 uh let's see i was about to turn 12 so yes definitely (laughs) this was definitely my favorite thing in the world (laughs) uh i don't know when i first heard about it though I don't feel like it was back then. What about you? Um, 
I had probably seen it on The Simpsons and I realized what it was because I was pretty big into The Simpsons at that time. So maybe ugh, like freshman year of college, probably like you, you go to college and you interact with a bunch of weird people you're not accustomed to. You hear a bunch of weird new stuff you're not accustomed to. This is probably one yeah. of those things. <laughs> uh, see, this is apparently there's an article from a magazine called Stone Age Gamer. Though, of course, the online version no longer exists from their a 2012 issue where they go into the um, origins of the 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 myth and the legend. Hmm, I don't think so though. Uh, there's yeah, because a lot of it is like, oh, this might be real. That definitely happened. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure about that. Trying to figure out the. It's interesting because most of the stuff we cover on this show, it's like, we either know who wrote it, or we know where it was first posted, and it was posted anonymously, so we'll never know who wrote it. But with this, because it sort of predates and spread uh, sort of not through, like, maybe not through web, well, definitely not through the web if it came from Usenet, uh, through either other online means or just word of mouth, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not sure if I have much else to say about this, because there's not, it's, it's just sort of a real short one, but, uh, we can get to the spookiest parts. Uh, Katie, why don't you, uh, I know you sort of hinted earlier at, at what you find spooky about this, but what is, it, what is specifically the spookiest aspect of it for you? I, I think it was what I said earlier, is that, it, yeah, when gaming was young and everything, like, it's, yeah, that. Yeah, just sort <laughs> of that, the, no, that's all right. Just sort of that, like, prehistory of games is sort of spooky that we don't really know how they work. Um, and they, it could easily be, be manipulated by the government, you know. Um, how about you, uh, Derek? Uh, I think just, you know, the aspect of, oh, you play this game and you just go crazy still pretends pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, there's a thing called, I want to say an E8 object, and it's basically just like a, it's a geometric design that's so incredibly complex that just looking upon it, like, kind of rewires your brain a little bit. Not like it makes you go insane, as this game suggests, but it's kind of like there's a... Well, of course I'm Googling this. Yeah, it's it's not like, <laughs> oh, you'll go mad looking at it, but it's just like a super intricate design. But it kind of reminds me of there's a, a Lovecraftian deity, I want to say Deoloth, sure, that it's basically such a shifting complex shape that your mind trying to look at it goes crazy, but because you can't, you can see it, but it changes so complexly that your mind can't wrap itself around it. And that in a video game is a pretty cool idea. Assuming that's what it actually was. Yeah, yeah. That uh, there. That's uh, something Lovecraft really liked. I remember uh, trying to understand what the characters are looking at in Call of Cthulhu when they discover uh, these like obelisks in the ocean. Is very like I don't get it. I I can't wrap my head around it. Like it's the non-Euclidean geometry involved. Yeah. Because they're like, as soon as you start walking on it, it goes up at a really sharp angle, but you can't see the angles correctly. Uh, It's, like, really strange Mm -hmm. and interesting. 
And I think um, that works better saying, all right, you have some weird squidgy monster, like, oh, whatever. But you're like, all right, it's a bunch of lines and angles that a computer could ostensibly create for you to look at, possibly while playing a video game that could drive you crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, for uh, me, go ahead. Okay. Well, I think like stuff like that is scary because you, it's like trying to imagine what it's like when you're dead. You can't imagine what mm-hmm. it's like when your brain looks at something and immediately goes crazy trying to figure it out. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's kind of yeah, like when yeah. you, you, the, uh, uh, the optical, like the optical eye illusion things where it's like, all right, here's the grainy looking screen. And if you look at it funny, you can see the picture of the boat or whatever. Magic eyes. That's what they call those things. I've never been able to get those to work for me. Uh. Well, maybe maybe, you can I'm, play a maybe I've been be dead all along. <laughs> yeah. I uh, the spooky thing for me is sort of this like mocked up uh, arcade cabinet that they have on the Creepypasta wiki. Because uh, it's like a grainy old photo, but it's a very convincing. They put like the Polybius in the title card. I think it's an old um, um, Pong or Space Invaders or something, but it just it's just like a grainy photo of an old cabinet and it says Polybius on it, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Every arcade should have a broken one of those just sitting around between the other working games. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm surprised that uh, Wreck-It Ralph didn't have a Polybius machine in it. That would have been fun. Uh, We probably won't get that from the sequel because apparently they want to tackle home video game consoles, Mm. which will be weird and interesting. Uh, So let's get to plugs. Uh, Katie, do you have anything that you would like to plug or uh, where can the people find you if you would like them to do so? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Katie underscore V um, and uh, Awesome Games Done Quick is coming up in January so stay tuned for that. Cool. Uh, Yeah, and this episode will probably be going up towards the end of November, so that's not too far off. Uh, Derek, how about you? What do you got? Uh, I write for the Nacho website, nachonomics.com, which you can go to at that address or like on Facebook. And I also am a co-host of the Horror of Nachos and Hamatashin uh, horror movie book author podcast, too. Okay. Yeah, you... um you can find me as usual, J3FK on Twitter, JeffJK on Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest. I don't know. I don't use Pinterest. Uh, listen to my other podcasts, Someone's PC, a Pokemon podcast, or Seeing Reddit. Uh, find all that at funtimes.online. Uh, you can go listen to Derek and Katie on past episodes of this show, and stay tuned for more episodes of this show. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for listening. There's no good way to sign off from the Polybius episode. Insert coin to continue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there it is.